Hey everyone, today's episode is going to sound a bit different than usual, um, and let me tell you why. Today's episode dropped in August. Now you're probably looking at the date and thinking, Noah, it's not August, how can this be possible? Well, we have a monthly supporter club. Those of you that love the show, you guys can put in $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 on our Anchor page and become monthly supporters, donating to our show. Um, now, you don't have to do this to hear the main episodes, but you do have to do this to get extra episodes and extra content. Um, so, what you're listening to in a few moments is going to be one of those monthly supporter episodes. This episode isn't the one that we shared with the monthly supporters, however. Um, For this episode, we invited my mom on. She shared a lot of embarrassing stories, um, and we talked about a few things that probably shouldn't be shared on the main feed, um, and we wanted to keep just for the monthly supporters. So if you want to hear those few stories um, that I was hoping would never meet the light of day, Uh, You guys can go over, sponsor us, or become a monthly supporter on our Anchor page, and we'll add you to the Facebook group where you can find all of the exclusive content, including those stories. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the College Comrades Podcast. Episode number... It's a bonus episode. Yeah, exactly. So, (laughs) today's date is Thursday, September 3rd of 2020. Um... And the reason that we're saying that is because this episode is originally airing as a monthly supporter episode. And you can get into that monthly supporter club by uh, going to our anchor page and supporting us monthly for any amount of money. It could literally be a dollar. That's $12 a year. And you get multiple more episodes Per multiple more, multiple more. You heard it here. At, at moment, <laughs> you heard it here. At the moment, we have four extracurricular episodes planned. Couldn't tell you yes how that number will change, but that's what we have so far on the books. So this is our first go at it for you, the monthly supporters, and for you, the public. Just know that you missed out, and you're hearing this probably. Four, three to four months late. Um, so if you don't want to be late to the party, then be a monthly supporter. Also, uh, Kai's going to cut this up and splice it up um, in a really neat fashion for uh, the public uh, consumption. But for you monthly supporters, you just heard us ramble about... Three on, minutes. Yeah, I'm not going to say what it was because it's only for the monthly supporters' ears. Um and, I'll bleep it out, sorry. <laughs> and the monthly supporter episodes um, are only for their... Well, the monthly supporter episodes are uncut, they are uh, uncensored and raw. So uh, there's a lot of things in the main episodes we, that... We, we chose it that way because we know some people like it raw and some people don't. <laughs> exactly. Um And with that, there are no ads in the monthly supporter episodes, so it's literally just uh, probably an hour straight of us talking. Um, And and again, we know some people like it straight, some people don't. mm -hmm. 
Exactly. Thank you for that, Kai. Yeah. I'd like to point out oh what God. everyone should already know. Right. Right. But some people don't. So, yeah. you know, more information the better. There are options out there. Exactly. Exactly. That's what we're about. Providing options. So, with that being said, uh, we can't jump into a weekly update because this episode for the public consumption is probably, I don't know, we could be out of COVID by now. You may not. Um, probably not. But for the monthly supporters. Well, everyone has that one uncle who's like, eh, this whole COVID business is going to end after November 10th. And then... Exactly. Um, for the monthly supporters, um, let's be honest, you don't really care about our weekly updates, especially when it comes to a guest episode, so we're just going to jump straight into it. Um, this episode, we have my mom on. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> we are going to have... Very formal. Should we shake hands six feet apart, or... <laughs> it's like an air shake type thing. Air shake. There we air go. Shake. I think Dallas is about six feet apart. I, I think I think an air shake is too too close for me. How about an air five? There we go. Oh no, you're practically two, sitting two. in Noah's lap, so I think it's okay if we're this close. Exactly. Well, Noah and I live together on a different kind of basis. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a story about that later on. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are gonna have the other guys' moms on at some point uh, as. A monthly supporter, you probably saw that. So, how have how have you been handling COVID? Uh, horribly. Tell us about it. So, uh, I believe that COVID is a real virus that is out there, mm-hmm. but I do not think that it is anywhere close to uh, deserving all of the hype it's gotten. I don't think the world needed to shut down. I don't think it still needs to be shut down. And for me, uh, because my mother is in, well, grandma is in a care facility, Yeah, I can't go visit her because visitors are not allowed. And she has dementia, so I can't call her because it, she can't carry she on the conversation. Right. Yeah, she'd be very confused to see mm-hmm. me on a screen. Um, like if we did a FaceTime call, she wouldn't understand. Yeah. Um, I could go to the door and they could bring her to the door and like I could stand six feet apart and like talk to her, but she still wouldn't understand as to why I'm not holding her hand, why she can't hold, you know, give me a hug. Um, Did they try and explain it to the residents of like, hey, there's I, kind of this thing going around that we don't want you to catch? Yes. So and some of them just retain it, some of them don't. Right. So there's six residents where grandma lives uh-huh. and... Two of them understand what's going on. The rest of them Are they super have been fired up and told about it. Or? No, I mean they're older ladies, so right. I, don't, so I mean older ladies can get rambunctious. I mean everything they care about has probably already happened. So, well, there's one lady there. Her name's Betty. She, um, her husband will go and visit her every day, and he does what I just described. They bring her to the door, yeah, and he stands at you know six feet away and then talks to her. Um, she's pretty lucid with her memory, so she knows what's going on and she uh-huh. can understand. Um, everybody there has been told, but I mean, they it's how much they comprehend right. and when. I mean, Grandma might have at one point completely comprehended um, why we weren't there and the next day doesn't remember again. Mm-hmm. So, Which I think is crazy how they explain that to them, but isn't it? There's, a, there's this assisted living home that I live next to. I'm not going to name any names. But I see older people coming and going from that place quite often, like in their own cars. Like, what's the difference between them 
going, like you coming in to see someone and then versus them coming out to see you and then bringing it back in? I don't know. They're not supposed to. So <laughs> the, the, from my understanding, this, the state law is that uh, nobody is supposed to go into care facilities. Um, they can, where my mom lives, um, because it's just a small, it's a home, it's a private home, but it is licensed oh. by the state. Okay. Um, people are only leaving there if they have to go to the hospital. Um, they're not, not the case at that house. Yeah, they're that, not, living, the sorry. people are not leaving if they, like all doctor's visits are really suspended unless there's a, really a need for it. Like my mom had, um, no, it wasn't my mom. Another resident had a bladder infection and these, the so two ladies, <laughs> yeah, the oh, two yeah. ladies that run the home, um, they've had this woman there for several years. Mm-hmm. So they have a relationship with that doctor mm-hmm. and they just called and said, we know she's got a bladder infection. We've had, you know, she's had it before. Right. And the doctor just called in a prescription. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another person had an issue. Also, they needed to test her urine. Um, <laughs> they took the urine. They left it out at the front door. The family member took it to the doctor. That way the patient didn't actually have to leave. I still don't understand so. what that has to, like, still spread that way can't you well no because well i mean yes but there's not contact a with the versus a, a, a younger person getting it i mean sorry a worker getting it versus a yeah uh i'm blanking but an, old, an older a worker versus a resident right i would rather a worker get it oh, well yeah, and the, so you know? what they did is they had the the urine sample they left it like the family member show, called from the car, said, "Okay, I'm here." Mm-hmm. They put it by the front door. The family member then went and got the sample, took it to the doctor's office. Oh. So the resident didn't leave, and the caregivers didn't leave. Oh, okay. But um, so bearing that in mind, Noah, do you think you'll, you're willing to test my urine? If you want me to. All right, moving on. <laughs> that's, um, all, that's all I got, actually. I was, I was, so I was working, um, this story has no punchline or anything like that, so don't expect to laugh, but I was working at a resident facility as an IT person because they needed Ethernet cables dragged and and everything, so I, uh, and it it was just as I was casually clipping ends and putting ends in and whatnot, I heard, I overheard a conversation between one of the ladies living there and the worker, I mean, obviously they all live there, but one of the residents and one of the workers conversating between how um, the resident had been losing her memory a little bit and how her sister would come over. And she said, so wait, why am I living here? She said, oh, well, uh, because the doctors say that you probably need to live with us so that someone can take care of you. She said, oh, well, can my sister take care of me? And it was just interesting to me to hear how patient the worker was and how like willing she was to explain. I mean, for all I know, it could have been the thirtieth conversation she's had with them. Mm-hmm. But I was just very impressed. I was very happy with how it went. Anyways, so I think I just random random shout out to all the workers out there who are like just putting themselves through extra work to keep everyone else safe. Very generous. Very great. Yes, I agree. One of the um, one of the things with my mom being where she's at is. She's, I mean, we call resident because that's technically what she is, but they treat her like she's part of the family. Uh-huh. And I've, throughout this whole time of not being able to be with her, I've never once worried about whether or not they're taking care of her. I know that they're taking good care of her. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they send us pictures almost daily. So, Whoa. Um, That's good. yeah. And one of one of the ladies that works there, and she she said that my mom reminds her of her mom. So she totally loves my mom. I mean, they both That's love my mom, but she really loves my mom. They're very good to her. So I haven't worried about that at all, which is really, well, you guys don't have parents That's a one old there, <laughs> old uh, enough yet, but. Noah's, um, Noah's mom is getting kind of. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but I mean, I've worked in a senior retirement home, so I kind of know. Yeah. Like, I cared for two. You have some stories that we need those to Those are some about stories that oh, we can please. talk about at different times. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear those stories. But the, the, I have <laughs> we'll one related to dementia someday. that I cared for a married couple that lived in the same room. And they both had different stages of dementia or some kind of dementia. So every time I would come in to wake them up, it would be like a new person to them walking in every day. Even though I did the same routine with the same person every day. And that lady... She likes to get her husband up ready in the morning, but she doesn't want to wake up early enough to do it. So whenever someone comes in the room, she's she's just yelling and getting super angry, and she she doesn't. She's wondering why someone's in her house. Mm-hmm. And there was one time, I think this is why that that caregiver quit is because she came at that caregiver with a fork because she was there too early. Oh my goodness. Yep. So this is this is a little weird to say, but you know how the idea of, like, your dream job is the job you'll do for the rest of your life. Every day will be the same. Well, a job isn't a job if it's a dream job. Ayo. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but that, be- that being said, though, every day is pretty much the same, right? It's a daily grind. I can only imagine how much more for you every day would have been the same if you can't even, like, build a relationship with the person. Mm-hmm. I don't- but on the on the flip side of that, you can have so much fun with that. I feel like you've, you've and neither of you have ever seen the Notebook. I have, honestly. and if that's it, exactly what it's like. Such a bad movie. I really, <laughs> I, I thought that was a great. Movie. I literally was so depressed. My my wife was like, "Hey, let's watch this movie." I can't believe you haven't watched it. And I was like, "Okay, we'll watch it. Whatever." The end wrecked me. I was like, "I don't ever want to." I, I can't trust you with movies, but it's reality. It's true. It's that's reality. What really happens. No, I know, but any, but to get to my point, the the fun the fun side of that is you could. Literally be whatever you want that day. You could come in. You could tell her I'm the circus clown, or I'm I'm training dolphins to walk on land. You could have, and then on the flip side of that, like in real life terms, like you could have a bad day, be grumpy to those people, and then they're not going to remember the next. Yeah, day. but the problem mm-hmm. is with dementia. People who have dementia, they don't have it twenty four seven. 365 right Mm-mm. so there so are pockets of days, clarity yeah. and so if you came in one day and you're you know you're you dallas mm-hmm. and then and they had a moment of clarity and then a two weeks later you came in they could still have a moment of clarity and remember you yeah. it could only be maybe for a minute that they remember you exactly but consistency and routine is so important mm, with dealing with dementia people <laughs> That is why I have always said that I don't want you to take care of me when I get older. Yeah, I was going to Caleb ask that gets with the next I, Caleb, okay. you know. Caleb is stuck with me because I don't trust you. <laughs> no. Are you hold hold on, I want to get this in audio do format. Yeah. Do you want to do a home? Do you want to be in your own home? Do you want to be like left in the Dropped mall? Off in the woods? Be careful, yeah. this is an audio contract she's buying you to right now. Well, it's not in the will that you gave me. A so verbal that's why contract I ask. is legally binding in the state of Washington. <laughs> You have no control over what happens to me. That's not his question. 
I'm not answering this question. <laughs> yeah, what are your desires? I do not know. Okay, that's fair. If to be have, honest. Do you know dad's desires? Does he? Do you want to go in a home together? Like, would that be more <laughs> ideal than going into a home separately or what? Well, I mean, I don't know right now. I like him. I don't know if I'm going to still like <laughs> him fair. when I'm 65 <laughs> and have, or 75, 85, whatever, and have uh, dementia. Yeah, I don't fair. know. That's fair. No, just teasing. Um, I, I don't know, Noah. I've, I, to be honest, I have not thought of it. All right, that's fine. I got Thanks for coming on to the podcast. We're going to ask you about your death <laughs> and how you want to die. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, that's... Hey, welcome back to the College Commerce Part 2. This is our special episode for the supporters. We have Noah's mom on us. We just finished an epic conversation that you probably didn't hear if you're listening to us on Spotify, but you should be a supporter if you want to hear the rest of it, because we're definitely going to keep some secretive stuff from you, and we're going to hop right into it. So, that being said, uh, let's hear a little bit more about Noah's mom. For instance, what do you do for a living? Um, I don't work for a living. I... Let me, how, how about I rephrase the question? Okay. Uh, if I say, what is your career, I don't mean... Do you bring in money? I mean, what do you spend the most amount of your time doing? Well, it was raising children. Okay. Yeah. So you're kind of reaching the retirement part. Oh, of I that. wish. Oh. <laughs> God, a few years left. I'm not that old, Kai. Sorry. <laughs> no, I have been blessed to be able to stay at home with my kids. We made a lot of sacrifices um, in order for that to happen, but... I didn't want to have children and have somebody else raise them, which is kind of ironic because I was a nanny before Noah was born. <laughs> um, I mean, better a nanny than an au pair. Probably pays better, but a lot of living. I don't know what au pairs. I don't know what the difference is. Uh, you stay the night at their house. You oh no, I didn't stay. No, I was just during they the day. You. Nope. Um, and when Noah and Caleb were young, before we moved to Washington, I actually worked in a. Um, uh, what's it called? What was that place called, Noah? Do you I remember? Like how you looked at me when you were asking. What's it called? <laughs> well, I thought you might know too, Dallas. <laughs> I'm not knowledgeable. What was that place? Oh, it was a rec center. Yeah. I worked in the the child care. Well, so parents would drop their kids off while they were working out or taking classes, and um, I got to bring the kids with me. So that was the reason why I took the job. Worked there from about time Noah was about five months old until he was five years old. And then just, I mean, it, it was like a morning thing. It was like three or three days a week for like three hours or something. Not like a boys and girls club type thing. What? Not like a boys and girls club type, type thing. That it kind of no, was. It was kind of like that. It was. With no structure though. Well, no, because the boys and girls club would be like parents work during the day. So they'd drop their kids off during the week. Be like, yeah, take care of my kid. Here you go. No, this was, the parents had to be on the premises. Yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. boys and girls club. So they were, you know, parents would like take a class or they take a class with one child and put the other kid in the daycare center. Oh, that's rude. And then, um, or then, you know, switch or whatever. So, um, yeah, and there was not a structure. It was just a uh, free-for-all play. I mean, we did crafts and we fed them snacks and stuff, but there wasn't like, okay, we're doing this activity and then we're doing this activity. Yeah. Um, and there was a playground so we could take the kids outside and stuff. Oh, that's cool. So. And then when we moved to Washington, um, I just continued to stay home, take care of the house, take care of the finances, and take care of my children, plus 
half the neighborhood's kids. I was included in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got I stories about you too. I, I bet. <laughs> um, before, so before all that, let's back it up. Um, I feel like we should have our education chat and then move forward. We could um, go reverse chronologically. We could do whatever. Why does there have to be an order? Like, I, guess we don't have to i was just trying to segue into the next topic so before noah was born i was actually in school i was in college um and a lot of things happened in in a very short time i got married i got pregnant and did not have fun being pregnant i got a oh i know what happened tell that story tell that story (laughs) And so I was actually going to school, um, but I was so sick while I was pregnant that I couldn't keep up with everything. Mm. And I just decided that having kids was more important. So I didn't continue that part of my education. I did, however, go to college before that and have a degree, but I was going back because I wanted to be a nurse. What's the degree in? Mental health and human services. Wow. That helps a lot with kids. It actually does. <laughs> what happened to you, Noah? <laughs> wow, it burns. That was a, that was a good <laughs> question that it got on the choke. It burns his emotions. Ooh. You meant emotions, right, Noah? Yeah, I meant my emotions. Wow, that was a good <laughs> So you did do the college thing. I did do the college what thing. What are your thoughts on the traditional college thing? What do you mean? Explain traditional. Traditional in a sense that you do your four years of high school, which some of us on this show have not done, and then you... You're specifically not looking at one person on this show. And then you do two years of... or Do two years of community college, or four years of a university, or two years of a university, which some of us also have not done. What are your thoughts you say on... some of us. <laughs> you said one of us the first time, and now some of us. I like how you say the traditional college route, but you're just talking about college. You can't, like... Right, that's yeah. the traditional college route as we know it. That would be the traditional right. school route. Yes, so I, not college. I think that when it comes to education, there is not a one-size-fits-all model. I think for... Uh, Take you and your brother, for example. Right. You have always been motivated by what can you learn next. Mm -hmm. You have always wanted, you've always pushed yourself to learn something new. You were, in fact, you were reading before you went to kindergarten, and I tried everything in my possible realm to not have you do that because I knew you'd be bored in kindergarten. Yeah, I remember this. I didn't want you to read because I thought, well, what are they going to teach you in kindergarten? And you were reading second grade books in kindergarten because you already knew how to read. Uh-huh. You And you were self-taught. I remember going because our classroom was across from a first grade classroom. And so my teacher would go into the first grade classroom and get their books and I would read them all. And there was a point when my teacher went over to get more books and they had no more difficult books because I hadn't read them all. <laughs> Man, what happened? She, she decided that no, I wasn't... like 20 years later. Well, let me get to it. <laughs> she decided that I wasn't old enough 
to read the Harry Potter books because I remember the Harry Potter books were on the shelf, and is that she was your teacher or your mom? My mom. Yeah. And Although I, I, I want to point out, mom is also a teacher. Right. She had decided that I that I wasn't old enough to read the Harry Potter books, just because of you know there's, I don't know, I don't I don't know the reason actually. And well, because you could you could read far more than you could comprehend. Right. And that was why, because I didn't. Okay, selfish mom here. I didn't want to have to explain everything five million times. That's a good point. That's fair. I wouldn't want to have to do that either. But I remember at a super young age, I remember looking up at the bookshelf, which I had read all the books on, but there were Harry Potter books that I hadn't read yet. And I was like, well, I heard that these are the rave, and I wasn't allowed to read them. I think you mean rage. And especially for... Like a series that invents so many words and ideas and concepts, yeah, that's right. Back. He would be able to read the words, but he wouldn't have any understanding of what they meant. Right. So, um, Mama where was so let me tell you, it'll take three hours. <laughs> so that's you have always wanted to do that. Caleb has always been very content with learning things as he's going. Right. He just you know he he likes to new learn new things, but. He's not motivated by learning new things. You were. So college or education in itself doesn't look the same for everybody. I think education is is important, but that doesn't necessarily mean a four-year college. That could be a trade school. That could be, you know, going and doing um, like an internship or what do they call the programs? Apprenticeship. Apprenticeships programs, those kind of things. Um, To continue your learning is what is important, not necessarily that you, okay, check, I did this college for four years, I did this for two years. That's mm-hmm. not what's important. So. Yeah, but some people need the, that checklist because that's how they that's how they work. You don't have to right. have like that, that checklist they do every morning. It applies the same to their schooling. Right. Well, and I, you know, again, using my two kids as, as an example, Noah was able to fly through high school and do two years of college in high school. Mm-hmm. And basically, I just had to make sure he was home doing his work. He didn't need any other uh, help from us when it came to that. Caleb, on the other hand, he it's the public school is like taking something that's round and trying to stick it into a square hole. Mm-hmm. It just, it doesn't, it's not a good fit. Right. He has no desire to go to a college like you did. He's looking into trade schools. Or apprenticeships or something like that. Is that what you're... Pushing him toward? Yes, but the qu- I have a question before that. What did you have in plan for us? Did, have you, did you put college money away for us? Had you had planned, like, oh, I want my kids to go to college? Or what was the route that you had hoped we had go, were going to go towards? And then what are you going to do with Caleb now that things have changed? In the past 20 years. So, in other words, in what ways did Noah disappoint you with his life? (laughs) (laughs) Simply put, yes. (laughs) So, my plan has always been for my kids to complete high school. Um, And this is nothing against Dallas in Mm. any way. I don't take any offense to it. It was my choice. (laughs) I, there's something in completing that that is... I wouldn't want my kids to look back and wish they would have later. Right. Um, because getting your high school diploma or getting a GED is much harder to do if you are not in the school 
and, and a school setting could be online school. It could be homeschool. Anything. It, it, yeah. But it's much harder to do to complete if you go back to do that later. Mm-hmm. So that, that has been my first goal. My second goal wasn't necessarily that my kids should go to college, but that my kids should do some sort of continuous learning. Because one of the things with high school, it's really just to pass tests for, the, for public school. Um, it's not, yes, you get to take electives, but the, the electives at the high school, Caleb, well, you, the, you two and Caleb is going to, um, they're minimal. There's not a whole lot of options there. Ceramics. Um, <laughs> no, not even that. It's just like photography. And yeah. Photography. And college, if you go to like a community college or even a four-year college, that first year is sort of where you get to try on different ideas about what you might want to do with your life. Right. If you know that you want to be a fire fireman, then pursue that as soon as you get out of high school. If you know you want to be a police officer, then pursue that as, you know, it's not about where you go to continue that learning. It's just that you continue it. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you know exactly what you're doing coming out of high school and you go ahead and you go, you go do it. Um, I know when I graduated from high school, I didn't want to go to college. I wanted, I was like, I'm done. I've been to school for so many years. I don't want to continue to go. And I had a friend who convinced me to take one class. Um, what was the class? Oh, I can't remember the name Sorry. of it. No, it was, I can't remember the class. It was, well, this, we, you you'll have to edit it? this one. It was something on sex. I remember that. It was like sexual, it wasn't even sexual development. It was like, um, I don't even remember what it was called. Human sexuality. That's what it was called. She convinced me to take that one class. So what is it about? Human sexuality. But I mean, like, how do they go about it? Well, like, all right, so straight is by gay. No, this oh, is, this no. is, I'm older than that. This was back before those things were, those were introduced. Those weren't talked about Wait, then, so then back then. what was it? Because that's my understanding, what he was on. Human sexuality. About. Okay, so the first day of class, we're all sitting there. And the teacher is in the very back of the room, but we don't know it. Mm-hmm. And he gets up and walks across all the desks to the front of the classroom where he says, okay, today we're going to do a poll. So when you lost your virginity, did you use a condom or not? And we all wrote down on a little you know, piece of paper and handed it yeah. forward. And he said, I can guarantee, I'll probably bet you that at least 90% of the class did not use a condom the day they lost their virginity. That right. was the first day of class. And then we proceeded to learn. I mean, okay, we wouldn't learn about positions or anything. <laughs> it was it was more about, um, you so know, you learned about. You lost your virginity. How many of you were doing missionary? <laughs> like no, more yeah. like uh, it was like sexual situations, something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. It was just it was sort of like how to keep yourself safe sexually, like, uh, how to keep other people safe sexually, um, learning about what your body does when you're aroused and. Yeah. So anyway, she got me to take that one class. That's all I took that very first semester. Or actually, it was terms because we did terms where I went. Yeah. And then I took two classes the next year or the next term. And then I took two classes the next term. But it was within taking those classes that I figured out that I wanted to take the um, program that was the Mental Health and Human Services. 
And so I got into that program and then did that for two years and got my associates. So Worth it. <clears throat> um, I don't have any more questions on the education train. Do you guys? <laughs> no. But okay. I feel like um, we should move on to the next topic. Yeah. What are your hobbies and interests? Well, I love to cook. Tell us about it. Tell us all about it. I Who love when she cooks. About I'll tell you about it. Because Dallas <laughs> likes your cooking. I like your cooking. I, the whole world likes when, your cooking. When you make a Toscano soup, I, that's that's it. I'm content. So, so I have a story. Don't, don't my don't tell make burgers. my um. My mom, great woman, okay? Both of my parents worked growing up. And so it was my sister's, my sister and I's job to make sure like the house was cleaned up and everything. But it was, my mom would always do the cooking. Well, because my mom worked, we did a lot of simple meals. And as much as I love my mom, she had a couple things that she could make that nobody could replicate. But for the most part... In a good way or a bad No, in a good way. Okay. Like, awesome. Like, she could make lasagna like nobody else I have ever encountered. Huh. She could put, like, the restaurants to shame with her I lasagna. Know. That's how I feel about my mom's, my mom's However, lasagna. However, <laughs> she wasn't the greatest cook in a lot of other ways because we did a lot of convenience-type meals. Okay? So... PB&J. Yeah. Ham and cheese. Yes. Hamburger helper. Uh, hamburger helper. Uh, we did a lot of hamburger helper and stuff. Um, basic things like tacos or spaghetti or something like that okay so Noah will know well Dallas too now that he's not living at home when you first move out you kind of there's a learning curve of what do you cook and how do you cook and oh yeah um you know when you're and when you're cooking for just one person you don't really usually cook a full-on meal okay so I when I got married I was not the best cook at all a lot of trial and error. Brad grew up where um, you pretty much had to eat everything that was on your plate. Uh-huh. So he never really complained. <laughs> In fact, he didn't complain. And I made this thing that I don't even know what usually, the name of it men is. don't learn that until like seven years into their <laughs> Well, that's how he was raised, though. That's so, um, pre- You should appreciate his parents. I appreciate yes. his parents on your behalf. <laughs> um, so I made this thing that was sort of like with steak that you sliced, and it had mushrooms and sort of a cream sauce. Okay, I don't like mushrooms. I, the cream sauce, uh, no. But I would ma- it had tomatoes in it. I don't even know what the heck it was. And probably after about, oh, I don't know, six months of making this, he finally said, do you think maybe you could make this a little less often? Well, <laughs> like his nice way of saying yeah. that he didn't like And I said, like well, why? And he, go- and he goes, well, I- I'm just kind of getting tired of it. And I said, do you not like it? And he goes, well, no, not really. <laughs> I'd been making it for six months, probably once a week. That's so funny. You know? So I started just to, with trial and error. I just started like, okay, well, I know how to make these certain things. Um, back to the lasagna thing, I tried to make that for a date once, and it was a disaster. I mean, I used to, I would make lasagna with my mom a lot, like mm-hmm. with her. And she convinced me that I could make it on my own. Well, <laughs> I said. I got the tomato sauce and the tomato paste ratio mixed up. So instead of using two cups or whatever, however much of tomato sauce, I used Mm. that much of tomato paste. Mm. Mm. It was nasty. So it was not the right. No, it wasn't. So a lot of trial and error over years. Trying to bake that, like it wasn't. No 
Yeah, it was it was bad. It was yeah. Um, so a lot of trial and error. I just would start. Um, I found recipes online. I would ask for friends for recipes, and then I just got finally got to the point where I was felt confident enough to start making my own recipes up, or you know, coming up with my own things. And I just enjoy cooking. So and I like that. I like the the story you put behind that so much because I think that so like good good flavor profiles, good cooking takes so much bravery and so much experimentation that it's just it's it's so hard to get it to get the perfect dish unless you are willing to like ruin to have some really bad meals <laughs> yeah you you definitely have to be willing to make mistakes yeah. um, I, in order to get to where you feel confident at making mm-hmm. something yeah i was i was at a um kind of a party on monday and we were I was trying out this new idea for a burger where it had little smokies in it, but then like halfway through the burger, I just picked up the top bun, threw off the onions, and kept going. I'm like that—that that was a really bad idea. I did not <laughs> like that at all. But, the, but from then on, it also had um, tapatio in it. But from then on, I was like, "This is really good." See, but I, now I you know really, that little smokies do not belong on a burger. No, it was the onions. With oh, the, the onions. Smokies. Oh, okay. Afterward, I'm like, okay, that was rough. But I like it now. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and I like who lasagna takes noodles, right? Yes. Noodles, um, if it comes from wheat, I recognize that most of it does. It mostly comes from flour. But like, imagine the person who took wheat and thought, "I'm gonna, I'm just gonna break this up repeatedly, and then crush up the insides, and then put water in it and bake it, and all of a sudden they have noodles." Like, that is so such a wildly <laughs> No one should, could think of that without being willing to do, and then eat it without, like, I'm going to put my taste buds on the line here. Anyways. Yeah. All right. That's my small rant for the day. No, I like it. What are, what are your other hobbies, interests? Um, I like to be creative. I'm not very creative. Um... But I've really, I know a hobby, maybe not the right word, but I really enjoyed being a stay-at-home mom. I enjoyed being able to, uh, you know, not only raise my kids, but I feel like I helped raise Dallas mm-hmm. um, and half the other. Right. Um, and Before even the kids that didn't live out. there. <laughs> I, think, I think that was needed to help raise Dallas. Um, but hey, no, not true. Roasting you. It's just um, I like to travel. I don't do it all that often, but um, especially now. But I do like to travel. Yeah, that's good. If you, you could continue to travel, where would you go now? Um, Considering COVID is not on the table. COVID. Oh, COVID's <laughs> not on the table? Yeah, like, you know, you just like slip it under the table. And I would, you know, I want to go to the Caribbean. I don't, any of those islands, I just really would love to go. That would be so nice. Um, I had a question. What was it? Oh, oh. What do you? What are your plans for when Caleb moves out and when you guys are empty nest? We're gonna party. Caleb knows younger brother. You're yes. gonna. Are you're you gonna, gonna party. Gonna, We're gonna party. Gonna get another dog. No. I can't believe that. Empty nest. Um, what are our plans? You what know, do you mean? 
It's well, so, terms- well, you had talked about how being a stay-at-home mom had given you all this creative power and, you know, you can do whatever you want. What does it look like without kids? I don't know. What is that? All right. I, I mean, <laughs> a true, I've been a mom for 20, almost 21 years. Um, and then that, and that's been my job. Right. So um, I don't know. Can you see yourself going back into the like social work field and yes, getting kids in homes or getting doing an office job? That getting would... a yacht? <laughs> yeah, like, that has nothing to do with social work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know. For a long like, time, taking on more responsibility with the church. I don't know. My for a long time, I wanted to be. Um, Dad and I had thought about being foster parents. Yeah. Um, and that was something that we had talked with both you guys about, and you were not comfortable with that idea. Um, so we respected that and thought, okay, as soon as you move out, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and really thought there's a woman at church who's a foster. Well, she's she's foster, but she fostered to adopt, so she's now mom. But um, and I had talked with her, and then just hearing some of the stories, um, I didn't feel like I would be able to let go. And that's what you have to be able to do when you're a foster parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, so I decided against that. Decided that wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, but I don't know what the plan is for my for me after Caleb goes back or you know is gone out of the house. Um, Can I propose something? Sure. <laughs> when Noah moved out, you replaced him with a dog. No, 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 no. The dog 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 was first. And you changed one letter in his name. (laughs) No. What are you going to name the dog? (laughs) So you're telling me. You could name the dog. But you knew he was moving. Carob. No, actually. (laughs) No. um, We actually got the dog before Noah and Malia got engaged. Because we got got Nora in June. And she came to us already having the name. Right. Do you have a funny story about that, though? So, you know how uh, when you text people, you know how when you text people, autocorrect, you know, happens? Okay, well, I had been texting with my friend Angel um, quite a bit. And, you know, when you text and you've got kids, you're always using the name or what, you know. So, Noah's name had come in quite frequent within the conversations and stuff. I know where this is going. So, so... Well, when we got Nora, she came from a situation where she was, um, she had other dogs to play with, and she had a lot of room to play and run. To our house, where she's the only dog, she has to be an indoor dog now, because our backyard gets full southern exposure, and there's nowhere for her to be out in the back, and plus our backyard is really tiny. So when we decided we would take her, or, you know, we said, well, let's take her on a week basis trial, see how it works, see if she likes us, we like her, if it's a good fit. So, end of the week comes, and I, I text the guy and say, well, can we, you know, extend it another week and see? Aww. So, I find out that if we can't keep her, the only resource that this other guy had was to give her to a lab rescue. Um. Well, she didn't make a very good first impression because she's so skittish. She bit your dad the first time. Apparently, uh, I don't even he, know. You know, he met her, which apparently was just not like, it was just a little nip. I it can't was a, believe that. It was a back off nip, apparently. But that was a, that was like literally an hour after we had her. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I e- had texted this guy and said, you know, we want to keep her another week, you know, see how it goes. 
Well, found out that if we couldn't keep her, he, he was going to have to give her to the lab rescue. And I, well, I can't do that to her mm-hmm. because she's already been in three homes. And then she goes, go to a lab rescue. She might never get adopted. So I said, okay, we'll keep her. So I um, texted my friend Angel and I said, we've decided to keep Nora. Well, it it auto-corrected and said, we've decided to keep Noah. (laughs) To her response was, well, Jenny, that's great, but he's 18 now. Don't you think you should learn to let go? (laughs) That's, That's a good response. So, yeah, I would have never named a dog Nora when I have a son named Noah, because there's been times where I've called her Noah, and I've called Noah Nora. That's fair. And I wonder if, during all the times that Noah, the person, has bit me, is if it's because he's so used to being called Nora. (laughs) And then when Nora says... Oh my goodness, I hate League of Legends, I want to quit. I wonder if that's because she's being called Noah so much. Yeah. yeah. It's like a mind swap thing. It, it is, yeah. I do want to I want to further this conversation. We've got two more things on the agenda. You've brought stories for us to hear. Yes. And then the guys have prepared questions for you. So yeah. let's get into those because, oh, let's get into your stories because we've got to we're running out of time. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the COVID. I have a COVID uh, story to tell. Okay. So pretty much everywhere in the world, well, not necessarily, but United States, most of the kids are doing remote learning. And mm-hmm. it's because of the whole COVID thing. Okay. So dad and I were at the store the other day. It was last week. And we saw this kid going into the store. He was with his mom. He probably is eight years old. He's got his mask on all, you know, the way it's supposed to be. So I watch him, and he takes his mask off. He puts it down to his chin, sneezes twice, <laughs> and then puts it back over oh, his nose. Oh, no. <laughs> and I looked at Dad and went, that right there is why kids are not in the classroom. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, sorry. That, that was just funny. I had to share that. That sounds like my work. We don't wear masks. Well, we're supposed to wear masks Whoa, if we go. outing him. <laughs> but he doesn't told us he has he hasn't yeah, said publicly where he works right. which yeah. is okay and i were i just work in a warehouse we don't wear masks either but we're supposed to wear masks just in case management comes around i don't wear mine well let me tell you, Do you we have inspectors that work for the state that come around and oh. they don't even wear masks what? so <laughs> oh my gosh most most people that i'm working with they'll be like yeah i just wear one for the management and they just they hook it on the ears and they go Zoop. so as I'm getting ready to come here today, I had something that I wanted to bring. Oh, boy. But both you and your lovely wife decided oh. to, well, one called and one's texting me, right? So I left it on the counter. So she's printing it out for me at the moment. But today is the seventh anniversary, seventh anniversary, what, what's it called? The Circle Skateboarding Magazine. Oh, my what? gosh. This is so good. I gotta see this. <laughs> Are you printing so the whole You don't magazine? remember it? No, not at all. I, I don't even remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. <laughs> so, seven years ago, Noah and Dallas, they created a skateboard magazine. I believe it. What? I want to see it. And they interviewed um, Dallas's younger brother, Austin, and then the next door neighbor kid. <laughs> Wait. That's so funny. Next door neighbor kid? Which Owen. neighbor was that? Not Owen. Really? Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, and... Oh, okay. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, I was thinking of a different Owen. I was like, I don't think he was no. old enough to actually pull off an interview. And then there's pictures <laughs> of them doing their skate uh, their skate tricks. And it is hilarious to look at it. They were so proud of themselves that they had made this skateboard magazine. Um, and it's like 10 pages long or something, or nine pages long or something like that. It's a really small magazine. It is real well, small. I mean, and seven, I mean, I don't know how old you guys were. That was not seven when no, I moved. No, it was, it was seven years ago. So Noah was 13. You guys... Yeah, and I was 15. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think. Dude, this is a dope-ass magazine. Guys, don't hate on it. You guys make fun of private schools for thinking yeah. it's, like, you know, sheltered and, like, you guys are, you know... What do you mean? Private school has nothing to do with a magazine. But hold on. You guys made a magazine. You thought it was, like... Dope as shit. <laughs> okay, we were 15, anyway, and seven 15 years ago, the times were definitely yeah. different. You know you need to look <laughs> and you know what? Dallas's dad bought a copy. Oh, my God. I don't that, remember how much he paid for it. That was a pity copy. I, I bought a copy hey, as well, but I don't remember how much it was. It I'm wasn't. sure if your dad made something when you were 13, he would buy it out of pity. <laughs> it wasn't. And you know what? It was more to support the fact that they were out there. Um, you know, I have to brag on, on my kids. They could have been out doing all kinds of stuff and if they were out there creating a magazine i'm proud of that rather than the fact that they're out you know being a menace in society or whatever oh look at this advertisement do you need a new board (laughs) well you can get a used one that works just great email my email or text my old number let me see let me see let me see pass it on okay here i'll pass pass in the ones that i've already looked at all right that's great we asked, here, I'll read this. We asked Dallas, what do you think about people telling you to stop skating even when they don't have the authority to? <laughs> Dallas says, I just do because I have to. <laughs> we, we, we also asked, which skater do you look up to? And he answered, all, all of them. them. Okay. <laughs> look. Sounds about right. We asked, no. <laughs> We asked Noah, what skater do you look up to? He said, Tony Tave. I don't even know who that is. Who? <laughs> Tony Tave. Who said that? I did. He's one of the, he's one of the element writers. And all of the el- other element writers. Boom. Ooh. <laughs> I totally knew that off the top of my head and didn't read it off the page. I just... <laughs> so... This is so funny. Do I even want to get into it about our lawn mowing business? Oh, yeah, the lawn mowing business. Yeah, that, that was, that was yeah. a fun one. Look, we have some stories about quick, that one. Real quick. When you're 13, I don't imagine in public school that the go-to business idea is I'm going to interview myself and my friends and then sell it to our parents. I, at least at private school, the idea was I'm going to find out the Wi-Fi password because my parent is a teacher and I'm going to sell the password to their students. You had private school education. We had a community education. <laughs> okay, tell the tell the lawn mowing business story, and then we have questions that rapid fire at you. Oh, okay. well, before I have to tell the story before. Okay, okay go ahead. The, tell the story. No, go ahead and do the the lawn mowing business. But before you start rapid firing questions at me. Okay. Yeah. okay. Go, Um So we, you know, we were skateboarding, and we never had money to uh, replace our broken boards, which happened often. Yeah, I don't even know how I barely break a board anymore, being better than I was and Noah being better than he was. But we would go around the neighborhood with our lawn mowing business, which was practically our parents' lawnmowers and a gallon of gasoline. 
And we just go knocking on people's doors and be like, hey, can we uh, mow your lawn for like 20 bucks? Even though the yard wasn't even worth 20 bucks. Or didn't need to be mowed. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and there was this, oh, I remember specifically, there's this one house on the corner that has a, literally a glass door that we could see through and their whole front, like front window of, on their patio we could see through. And we knocked on their door, rang their doorbell, and he walked in front of the window talking on his phone and looked at us and just looked away. And us being kids, we got so pissed off at him. We just kept knocking and knocking, and then he wouldn't answer. And so Noah started the lawnmower as we were running away. It just ran one streak through his, through his lawn, and we ran away. Oh, it was no, the was best thing so ever. bad. Because, okay, his lawn was beautiful. Super thick length. Like, you could tell he was taking care of it. <laughs> So you ask a bunch of people who are, like, super poor, hey, can we mow your lawn and you give us money that we don't deserve? These people would take pity on us. And then you go to someone They had rich. an HOA that would mow the lawns That's for the cool. entire surrounding area, and they still had us mm-hmm. mow their lawn. But then you went to someone who was, like, clearly... Rich. And, right. And was doing it themselves. I started with the lawnmower. I was so pissed. Ran a, str- a diagonal street right <laughs> through his yard. Like, from the door yeah. to the next house. To the corner. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Oh, that's so funny, though. We also put, um, we took our Pokemon cards, like the trainer cards, the ones that we didn't want. We stapled pieces of paper on both sides oh, of yeah. them and made our own business cards. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> we had this uh, one customer who was actually at the edge of our neighborhood. At the very edge. And he was the one that always had the nice, nice lawn. Yeah. And um, he would go out and mow himself, but he's a little older. And we just went over there one day to ask him. And I ended up doing it. He's like, yeah, okay, okay, I'll give you 10 bucks to do it. And he has one of those automatic lawn mowers, you know, that you just hold the handle and it goes for you. Well, me being a kid, I was like, I don't need that shit. I just <laughs> did it without it. And he came outside and he was like, you need to be using the automatic handle or else you're going to break the lawn mower. And then after that day, he had the other neighbor down the street do it from then then on because I think he was afraid that I was going to break his lawnmower. How could you tell? Okay, before you guys do the rapid fire, Dallas or Kai, is there anything you want to know, anything you'd like to know about Noah that you think he probably would not reveal to you? Awkward puberty stories if you have any. (laughs) You can Mm. keep that on the back burner for now. Okay. Dallas? Hmm... They have some questions. I no. mean, we're not going to wrap it. No, I don't really actually have any questions because all of my questions were intertwined with all the topics that we had. So. Oh, yeah. So, okay, I've got a... It's not really a, in a bad, awkward puberty. So my children were lucky in the sense um, of acne. Neither one of them ever had, like, oh, full yeah. breakouts. I didn't have acne very bad, and neither did their dad. So okay. they were very lucky. But the first one that Noah got... He was probably in sixth grade, seventh grade, maybe. And it was on his nose. And he picked at it. He continually picked at it, a zit, and it got infected. So the school called me one day and said, "Uh, he's got an infection on his nose. Like, we can't really have that here. And I was like, it's a zit, you know. Okay. So. Yeah, because he kept picking it. So it would bleed I mean, and ooze. He was just and going around from a different direction. I know, I know. Anyway, they called. So at the time, I was taking care of a baby that was only there 
on Mondays. And of course, this happened to be a Monday. Mm-hmm. So I had to take her with me to pick him up and then take him to the doctor. So the doctor, of course, you know, was like, yeah, it's infected. It's infected enough that he actually has to have antibiotics on it, you know. So I've got him trying to take, you know, like talk to the doctor. I've got this baby who's like, you know, I mean, she was probably only like two months old, three months old, something like that. Now, Noah and never in his life had held a child before this day. <laughs> never. In fact, Noah, when he was younger, was always scared of little kids. All the kids, we, we were in a neighborhood full of kids. Mm-hmm. And if they were under the age of four, he would not talk to them. He would not interact with them. If they were in this, we lived in a cul-de-sac, so kids played in the street. Now, if a car was coming and one of the little kids was in the street, he would take them by the hand and like lead them to the side so they'd be safe. Yeah. But he wouldn't talk to them. <laughs> he would literally just grab the kid's hand and make sure, you know, pull him to safety. It's like a really silent crossing guard. Exactly. <laughs> but he, he was very afraid of kids when they were young because I think just because they were unpredictable. Anyway, so I'm trying to get Riley is her the little girl that I'm taking care of. I'm trying to get her situated so we can leave. And I realized I don't have enough hands. So I told Noah, I said, Noah, you're going to have to hold her. Can, can I just point out, thank you for bringing that up, because I, I've wanted to say this for a while. If evolution was really a thing, why don't mothers have three hands by now? I don't know. Three wouldn't be enough, though. Uh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> just it out there. We, it really wouldn't be. Yeah. Anyway, so I, 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 proof. I, so I hand Noah. I said, Noah, you're going to have to hold her. So he sits down. And he holds her, I wish you guys could see. He holds her out, not even close to him. He's holding her under her arms, and her feet are just sort of dangling back and forth because he doesn't want to touch her. But he's holding her. But he's holding her, and he's got the most uncomfortable look on his face. So stiff. I mean, he he looks like somebody is torturing him. And he's like, hurry up. What the hell is this? Hurry up. Away from me now. Hurry up. <laughs> now, meanwhile, this this girl that I took care of, this little baby, she was like, I mean, she was the easiest baby I think I've ever taken care of in my life. She literally only cried when she was tired or when she was hungry. And he's holding her like she's, you know, toxic or something. And he's so scared of her. He's like, hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. That was the first time he'd ever held a baby, and I think he was like 13. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, All I'm right. ready for questions. Adam, how many questions do you have, Dallas? I just told you I didn't have any. Oh, great. They all got answered. Yeah. All right. uh, well, I'll just go with what I have. How many skateboarders, like famous skateboarders, can you name? Uh, probably three. Okay, go ahead. If you can, just, just name them off. Tony Hawk, Nigel Houston. Wow. Uh, who was that guy you met? Uh, don't say it. I don't know. Dallas and Noah met some guy, so I guess I can only name two. The only reason. Well, I actually, asked... we've met a couple now. Okay, yeah, the first have, guy you met. We have met a couple. Now. Ryan Checkler was the first. Ryan Checkler. First pro yeah. Met. Huh. And then after that, we met Chris Cole and PJ. Oh, not PJ Led. Uh... TJ Rogers. No, not TJ Rogers. It's um, he's. You guys met T.J. Rogers? No, he's 
Hold on, uh, let me look, look him up. up. Continue, continue. What, but yeah. the Ryan Sheckler story, we literally inter- interrupted him mid-trick. <laughs> Crowds are because it was like it was like one of those things like where the the guy does like a creative trick that's not like, but it's like really big. He doesn't big. have a name, but yeah, and the whole park is standing around watching him Man. to do this. We literally stopped him mid-trick so that we could get a photo before we left. <laughs> that's so cool. It was National Go Out and Skate Day. Yeah. And- yeah, and uh, Dallas's mom star took them to Seattle oh, that's so, so cool. that they could meet him because he was like their idol at the time. Brand new park opened up. Oh, that's so cool. So nice, yeah. The only reason I ask is because since Dallas has come on, I swear you've mentioned like they've mentioned like seven people, and I still can only name Tony Hawk. That's okay. That's okay. I couldn't. I, like, besides, we, there's it, someone in that magazine whose name I read and who they said on air, and I still can't remember who it was. Besides a kickflip, I couldn't tell you any other flips. Tom Asta. That's who it that's was. That's who it was, yeah. Oh, Tom so. Asta. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> You right. don't know who what that is. No, I don't. We're running out of time here. What All I could tell you about the, the tricks that they do is that they tend to get hurt. <laughs> Stitches are usually required. Mm-hmm. Or trips to the ER because Noah thinks he broke his butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good one. So my next, that's the story of another day. My next question is kind of a broad one that I'm hoping narrows like really fast. What do you think about tattoos in general? <laughs> um, tattoos are not for me. Okay, but if like your husband had tattoos, I've told him if he gets a tattoo, then I will never sleep with him again. Okay. He knows that I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> um, actually, if Brad was get to a tattoo, what would bother me the most about it is that he spent money on doing it. Uh, because what if it was, like, right now. Your what about what if my birthday? Or your anniversary. That he gets one on our anniversary? No, like just the date, like on his arm. Or on his oh. Yeah, or like on his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would hurt. Oh, yeah. But it'd be funny. No, I prefer the man in my life not to be tattooed. Yeah. I, okay. was, I was not happy when Noah got his tattoo when he turned 18. Dang. And he's gotten more since then. I know. So in general, what do you think about them? Um, I think it's his body, and I hope he doesn't regret it someday. All right. There uh, you go. I, I remember hearing one story when he got the tattoo of hot chocolate on his almost ankle, but yeah. more like calf, lower calf. Um, yeah, he thinks I didn't notice. Tight. And he thinks I didn't notice for a long time. Yeah. I just he didn't say anything. Three days. It's just a birthmark, Bob. Don't worry about it. No, I noticed it right away. I just okay. didn't say anything. Gotcha. Um. His tattoos that he, I think, I don't know, I have a, I'm kind of mixed with tattoos. Um, I think that if you get it because it's something that's really meaningful to you, that's great. But I know some people who've gotten tattoos who just, oh, like, oh, I just got this because I wanted to get a tattoo. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Specifically girls who get dream catchers. (laughs) Or people who get or something. Edit that out, please. Oh, totally. Um, twice, because you said it twice. Yeah, edit that both. Um, I think that if you're getting a tattoo because, oh, my friend's getting a tattoo, it's the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're getting a tattoo because, you know, like Noah has, his has meaning, the first one he got. And when he explained to the meeting, I was like, that's a really cool meeting. Um, I still wouldn't have done it, mm-hmm. but it's his body. I asked I asked the guys to put the the tattoo question into uh, 
into the, the, list. the list because Caleb texted me this morning and he goes, hey, what do you think about this tattoo? And I wanted to show you a photo of it and get your thoughts on what he wants to be his first tattoo. Well, again, it's his body and I hope he doesn't regret it someday. My question is, how is he going to pay for it? That I asked him a lot of questions because I just love to walk through that process with people of like, figuring out tattoos and like black and white like do you want words a date do you want something artistic and he did not have a lot of the answers and yeah. then he asked me how much my first one cost and i was like a lot um a lot of money yeah. and i told him and i was like my half sleeve if you'd consider it that has costed x amount of dollars and he goes oh okay and he sent you a picture of a full sleeve yeah he sent me a picture so. of a it's not about the quantity of the, what's going on you it's about how much time they put into it is yeah, how much it really yeah. costs yeah to be honest i'm surprised that noah is able to get tattoos because he is so deathly afraid of needles i hate needles yeah and, i mean and glitter and elevators yeah. and glitter, yeah. glitter and elevators. <laughs> he's not afraid of glitter he just hates it but he is i mean also, when they've taken blood from him he has to sit on his hands because he's been known to push medical staff away from him when uh, they're physically assault people yeah that's illegal i know yeah. did, you ever give, did you ever give blood in high school no no never why why would i no, i always gave blood in high school oh, you get paid for it so no but it was an excuse to leave class piece, 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 piece. <laughs> we i had to take i had to take him to a a new doctor and they wanted to do a whole blood work of you know stuff on him mm-hmm. yeah. one specifically because his blood pressure was really low and so they wanted to take blood to see if they could figure out, you know, why if there was a reason. And I'll never forget because he said to her, "You need to watch out because I have a, you know, I have I'll a history you. I told of her, hitting." I was like, I'm gonna hit you. And she goes, "Well, we'll figure out, you know, how." She opens the door and she's like, "Hey," as to some nurse, you know, we're like right in front of the um, where all the nurses and medical assistants are. She opens the door and she's like, "Hey, one of you Maybe able to come in here?" No, she goes, are one of you able to come in here and help me hold this kid down? (laughs) And there was a moment when, like, you can literally feel them sucking the blood out of you. And I literally, like, tensed up and pulsed up. And this lady's eyes got huge because she was like, oh, shit, I can't hold this guy down. Well, and she she was holding, like, one hand, one side of him. And he goes... No, you need to hold both sides of me. <laughs> Strap me down, nurse. Please. It wasn't until like I don't know, like two or three years ago that the nurse goes, Oh, well why don't you just sit on your hands? And it's worked every single yeah. time. See, Noah doesn't have a criminal record, he just has a criminal criminal medical record. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that he was able to actually get a tattoo, I didn't think would ever happen. So Caleb on the other hand, he has a very high pain threshold. And he um, does not have, he's had to have his blood drawn many, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't have that fear. So I could see Caleb getting tattered from head to toe if he could ever afford it. <laughs> right. Okay. Any other questions? Um, no. If not, that's fine. We are really? The, I thought more, I thought it was going to have like have all these questions. You yeah. answered was, a lot during. Yeah. I, I had some about, oh, if you could give one uh, piece of parenting advice now that you're kind of on the cusp of the tail end of it, what would it be? Trust your instincts. For our, for our three parents who are listening to the podcast. For the three parents? <laughs> one of which are supporters. Oh, okay. Um, if that. 
I think you need to trust your instincts. Mm-hmm. For uh, for a mom, I and you guys will be able to confirm this when your moms come on. A mother's intuition is really strong, mm-hmm. and you don't just develop it for your own kids. I mean, there's been times where, like Dallas or his brother or some, it's just you just know that there's something wrong. Um, you really need to trust that. Don't always base your decisions on that, but that's you need to trust your instincts as a parent mm. um, and get advice from from other parents you trust. Uh, I like to say Noah at the beginning he was sort of a an experiment. I mean, really, the first kid ever is always the experiment oh, yeah. kid because oh, yeah. there are things Guilty. you do you just don't know. Am I doing this right, or is my kid going to be on Geraldo? Oh, you guys don't even know who Geraldo is. Is my kid going to be on Dr. Phil someday, Uh you know, outing me because I did X, Y, or Z, or because I didn't do X, Y, and Z? Um, Well, I think you're good on that one. He's not, he didn't come close to the cash me outside girl, so. (laughs) Wow, throwing shade. Cash me outside. You know, and there's a (laughs) little. Blew up. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, another pe- probably the big, probably even bigger than that would be um, pick your battles, because there's a lot of things, and and I can say this because as a teenager, once I know there are a lot of things that I thought I got away with. It's just my parents choose not to pick the battle. So Noah may think that he's gotten away with a lot of things, or that we don't know. It's just things we chose not to address. <laughs> well, no. It all comes together. No, because the way I look at it is, Noah was 18 when he got that, and that was his decision to make as an adult. Um, yeah. So, no, it wasn't that. It was more like, you know, some of those um, reunions at Jonas's, I know were not quite as um, innocent oh my as, uh, <laughs> as led to believe at that time. Uh, which is why they were limited there for a little while on whether he could go or not. But we just chose not to address that or other things like, you know. You'll hear it when we bring on one of one of our next planned guests of what the reunions look like. All right. I'll make sure I don't listen to that episode because I really don't want all of that confirmed. There you go. So. Well, I mean, from what your son just said, Pretty much confirms it. Well, there. Okay, the reunions. No, 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 no. Save it. No, let me let me explain. Right. The reunions were we would go to uh, one of our buddies' houses, and it would be like quite a few of us, and we would be out on the town all hours of the night, and they were much crazier before I was joined into the group because um, Tyler used to go. And then when he moved away, I took his place in the reunion group. Mm-hmm. And so then I started going, and then we fizzled out, and then I started doing Running Start, and then they replaced me with a few other people that they probably shouldn't have, and it got a bit crazier. <laughs> That's the reunion story. All right, I just have one quick more other question, then we can say see ya. How does Orange... It blew. (laughs) See ya.